What is up guys? It is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video. And today I'm going to be continuing my dynasty fantasy football rankings. So in the last two videos, I've gone through my top 30 quarterbacks and top 30 running backs. So today I'll be doing the wide receivers. And I feel like this was probably like the most fun list to make, but also the most difficult because there are just so many quality wide receivers and it was kind of tough to balance some of like the more proven veterans with some of these younger wide receivers who may not have had, you know, super impressive careers, but you kind of have to project them to improve in the future. So there's a solid mix here of veterans and then also some of these young stud wide receivers. And let's just jump right into it. Starting off here at number one and two, these are pretty clear. Jamar Chase at one, Justin Jefferson at number two. You can have those guys flip-flopped, really doesn't matter, but I think they are both clearly the top two most valuable dynasty wide receivers. And then honestly, after them, I feel like there's this crazy, you know, large tier of wide receivers where you could really go with any of these players. Here at number three, I went with T. Higgins. And I do just want to focus a little bit more on T. Higgins because I do feel like he is being undervalued. So right now he is the wide receiver eight on keep trade cut. So, you know, kind of like a back end wide receiver one. For me, he's a high end dynasty wide receiver one, you know, but like I mentioned, like number three through like number 11, number 12 in my rankings, I feel like they could be ordered in a bunch of different ways. But for me, I'd rather, you know, be taken like those lower end wide receiver ones. So, you know, however people view them, I'd rather be taken like my wide receiver 10, wide receiver 11 at their price instead of paying up for like a murky wide receiver three situation. But T Higgins here going as the wide receiver eight is a value. He finishes the wide receiver 13 in points per game last year. That was in his sophomore season. And he did that despite only scoring six touchdowns in 14 games. So he actually got a little bit unlucky in that touchdown department, but still put together a very, very solid season. He's going to be attached to Joe Burrow probably for, you know, a decent chunk of his career. This Bengals offense is likely going to have a very solid foundation for a long, long time. And I just feel like there's like this disconnect in the community between CeeDee Lamb and T. Higgins. I feel like CeeDee Lamb is consistently viewed like at least a tier ahead of T. Higgins, you normally see C.D. Lamb as like the dynasty wide receiver three. Higgins is more in that like seven to 12 range. For me, this just doesn't make much sense. You look at the, you know, their production the last two years, very, very similar. And I'm not saying like you can't have C.D. Lamb ranked ahead of T. Higgins because I think they're very, very close, but I just don't think there should be a massive difference. I do understand the argument that T. Higgins is like, he's never going to be able to move up in these rankings because I think everyone agrees Jamar Chase is the better wide receiver. But I do think like this Joe Burrow-led offense, I think they're going to have more passing volume this year. And moving forward, that offense can totally support, you know, two fantasy wide receiver ones. T. Higgins is going to ball out with Joe Burrow. And so I do like him here at number three. Talked about CeeDee Lamb. He's here at number four. And I feel like we're getting into a weird spot. We're like wide receiver three, wide receiver four. I don't love these guys at price. You know, like if Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are going in the first round, I don't want to be drafting T. Higgins or CeeDee Lamb like early second, because I just don't think the value's there. So I'll take some of the later ones, but I do have to rank them. So those guys are three and four. Number five, Jalen Waddell, another young stud wide receiver. He's going to be behind, you know, Tyreek Hill for a few years, but then he'll just be the guy for a very long time. DK Metcalf at number six, not a great situation right now. Doesn't have a long-term quarterback, but he's an absolute stud and is still very young. So you may be getting, you know, one, two, maybe three years of production with a not so great quarterback but with the way the nfl works you know you know going into next year he could have one of these elite rookies 
or they can make a trade. You know, it's just these shakeups can happen all the time. So I'm betting on the young talent there. Number seven, A.J. Brown, same exact thing there. Not a great situation, but you just don't know how that is going to shake out. Then at number eight, kind of like the first real veteran here, that is Cooper Cup. He's way older than all these other guys. He's 28 years old, but you know you're going to be getting high-end wide receiver one production basically until, you know, he experiences some age regression. That could be two years, could be three years, but if you are a contending team, you probably want him on your roster more than some of these players ahead of him. So you kind of just have to evaluate where your team is at. Number nine, Debo Samuel, kind of like a mix, a few years younger than Cooper Cup, a few years older than some of these other, you know, younger wide receivers, just a super solid dynasty wide receiver one. And he's going to produce no matter what role he plays and no matter what team he is on. Then we have back-to-back veterans here, Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams. You know, maybe they just have a few more years of wide receiver one production, but you're going to count on them for like mid to high end production, you know, for as long as they're playing at a high level. I think they're 28, 29. So, you know, two, three, four years, but you're going to be getting that production right away. Number 12, I have Deontay Johnson. I really like him for redraft. Also really like him for dynasty, just a tier behind these like proven veteran wide receivers. And at 13, this is going to be the first rookie wide receiver. And that is going to be Drake London. I do like him as the wide receiver one in this rookie class. And you're going to see some of the rookies go a little bit later. Like I mentioned, like there was that tier earlier. I feel like this tier kind of like 13 into like maybe 20, 21. I feel like it's pretty interchangeable as well. Like a pretty decently sized tier. So I do have Drake London there. He's going to be the future in that Falcons uh, wide receiver room. Number 14, I have Tyreek Hill. We know he's been a high-end wide receiver one for a while now. Don't love the situation here in Miami. He is on the older end. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if I don't view him as a top 12 wide receiver going into this season, I think he might be like my wide receiver 11, wide receiver 12, somewhere in there. But like if he's like a back-end wide receiver one, he's not going to be like a top 10 dynasty asset because he doesn't have the longevity like a lot of these other players do. But still, you know, high-end wide receiver two, Think that's a fair ranking for Mr. Tyree Kill. 15 have Chris Godwin coming off of an ACL tear, still fairly young. We don't know about the quarterback situation after this year. He should be a stud this year. We know, you know, he is just a fantastic wide receiver. He's going to be locked up with the Bucks. So he may not be in play for like an elite wide receiver one season, you know, after this year, but he's always going to be in like the top 12 wide receiver conversation. And at 26 years old, you're getting four or five really solid years out of him. Number 16, DJ Moore, someone who I'd love to rank higher because I know he is such a stud wide receiver. The problem is there's just not a good quarterback situation here. We're not sure when this is going to get worked out. So he's going to be here as a mid-tier wide receiver too. Hopefully he's not one of these guys that can never get that stud quarterback. Hopefully he's able to get one in the near future, but that's just something we got to wait and see on. Number 17, Michael Pittman, Definitely ascending up these rankings. Really balled out last year after having a pretty disappointing rookie season. He's the clear wide receiver one on this Colts team moving forward. We'll see how he does with Matt Ryan. Not a long-term quarterback situation there, but I still think he can ball out. You know, no matter who is the quarterback there, we saw him do it with Carson Wentz. So if he can do it with Wentz, he can probably do it with most quarterbacks. Then at number 18, I have Elijah Moore. Really balled out towards the end of last year. I think this Jets offense is definitely building and can be a super strong unit in the future. Then here at 19 and 20, I have back-to-back rookies, Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson. 
like both of these players. Just put them, you know, a little bit behind some of these already proven younger guys. But then they're actually going to be in front of some other proven players, like a guy like Devonta Smith and Amon Ra, who come in here at 21 and 22. I do want to talk a little bit more in depth about Amon Ra St. Brown, because he's being drafted as the wide receiver 30 on keep trade cut. And I just don't understand why he's being picked significantly behind like these other wide receivers in his draft class. So you have guys like Devonta Smith, Elijah Moore, they're being picked around wide receiver 20, which I think is totally fair. And I do understand there's red flags here with Amon Ra. You know, he has the fourth round draft capital compared to like the first or early second round uh, draft capital for some of these other wide receivers in his class. He's going to have new target competition this year, but he produced, but he outproduced both Devonta Smith and Elijah Moore in year one. And both of those players also have new target competition. So for me here with Amon Ra, I'm totally buying into the talent. And I'm not saying that, you know, he should be in front of these guys because I do have him ranked behind Devonta Smith, behind Elijah Moore, but I just don't think there should be that large of a discrepancy between him and those other players because I do think he's proven he is good at football and should be in the same range as all of these guys. So Amon Ra comes in there at 22. Now at 23, I have at Jamison Williams going to be joining Amon Ra in that wide receiver room. Just a really solid prospect. 24, Rashad Bateman. Really excited for him this year. I think this is his opportunity to break out. He'll be operating as the wide receiver one for the Ravens. And if he can hold that role for the future, I think it's solid. Even though it's not a high volume passing attack, there's limited weapons. You can definitely produce with it. We saw it last year with Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. 25, I have Terry McLaurin. I think I'm a little bit lower on McLaurin than consensus. For me, he just hasn't taken those you know, next steps. Obviously, the quarterback situation has been bad, but still, until he kind of you know really takes a step forward with those bad quarterbacks, it's going to be tough to rank him any higher. If he did get a QB upgrade, he would definitely jump up these rankings because he is clearly very talented. 26, I have Marquise Brown. Honestly, this may be low for Marquise Brown, who is still very young and is going into a better situation now on the Cardinals offense. He'll get at least a stretch this year as the clear-cut wide receiver one, but even for the future, like DeAndre Hopkins is definitely kind of on the down end. He's older. So Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray could be a connection for a very long time. 27, I have Chris Olave. And I think Olave is actually currently being overvalued. He's being picked as the wide receiver 21. So on keep trade cut, there's this clump of like five wide receivers going within the kind of like a round and a half of each other, a little over a round, and four of them are rookies. So you have Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, and Olave. They're all in that chunk from, I think it is, so wide receiver like 17 to wide receiver 21. Personally, I just do not think Chris Olave should belong in that group. And I don't think he should be going ahead of these second year wide receivers who have already proved themselves, you know, to be solid in the NFL. So I'm talking about Elijah Moore, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Devonta Smith. Like, I don't think Chris Olave should be going over any of those players. He's not a better prospect than Devonta Smith, and Devonta Smith backed it up. He's probably like comparable as a prospect to Elijah Moore. Maybe some people think he's a little bit better. I'd go with Elijah Moore, but Elijah Moore also proved himself. Amon Ra obviously went in the fourth round, but he balled out. So I just feel like, you know, the only way Olave moves up in these rankings is if he outperforms those second year guys, and there's just a lot of risk there. And that's just not something I want to bank on. So I have him here at 27. He's going at 21. So I do think he is a little bit overvalued at that price. Moving on to 28 and 29, I have back-to-back -back veterans. 
So it's going to be Mike Evans here at 28, Amari Cooper at 29. Mike Evans, you just know what you're getting out of him on a year-to-year basis. He is, I believe, 28, so he's approaching that 30 range, but still, you could be squeezing like three more 1,000-yard seasons out of him for Amari Cooper. I believe he's a year younger than Mike Evans, at least, and then he's going to be paired up with Deshaun Watson, so another like solid three years could be coming out of Amari Cooper. At 30, I have Jerry Judy, and I do want to talk about his value. So he is being drafted as the wide receiver 25. If you've been like watching all my videos, you know I do not like him as a redraft asset. And I also don't really like him in Dynasty. Honestly, putting him here at wide receiver 30 kind of feels like a reach. I think I might have put him there just because I do want to talk about him because I think he is being overvalued. And this wide receiver 25 ranking comes from two things. It comes from his college production. You know, I'm including his draft capital in that because he was drafted highly because of his college performance and Russell Wilson. Like he is not going a wide receiver 25 for anything he has done in the NFL because his NFL performances have just not been good. And 100%, he has definitely been dealt a bad hand in terms of his quarterbacks. He hasn't been given a great opportunity to succeed, but he's been drafted ahead of Devonta Smith. Did Devonta Smith have a good opportunity to succeed last year with Jalen Hurts? No, that was a bad passing situation. Amon Ra balled out with Jared Goff. So like, you can make excuses for these players, and some of these excuses can be fair, but when you're looking at these other players who are also in bad situations and were able to overcome it, I just don't understand how you can jump Jerry Judy over those guys. Even a player like Marquise Brown, who averaged 14.1 PPR points per game last year, and now he's moving to a better passing attack. Like Marquise Brown performed in a not ideal situation. Now he's improved that situation. I do believe Jerry Judy is talented, but I just feel like there's so much risk here because like people are just not taking into account that it's possible he's just not going to be a good NFL wide receiver, right? If you're drafting him at wide receiver 25, you're expecting him to step in. And with Russell Wilson at quarterback, you're expecting like 14, 15 points per game out of him. And you're expecting him to do that for a long, long time into the future. And it's possible he is just not that guy. So just too risky there for me at wide receiver 25. But that is going to wrap it up for my top 30 dynasty wide receiver rankings. If you guys enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. As always, thank you for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one, which will be the top, maybe top 20 tight ends because the position is not as deep. But see you guys next time.